This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. For a while, it didn't look like it was going to happen. But then... O'Connell plays the ball into midfield. An opportunity now for them to come forward, but O'Toole cuts it out on the halfway line. O'Toole, low ball down the right-hand side for Reese Oates to the right of the area. Oates great ball, ball, great ball, ball. great ball! And it's Jordan Barry who scored! Away to our right-hand side with five minutes to go. All the Stags substitutes are off the bench and on their feet. They pile on Nigel Clough as the Stags players over on that far side pile on Jordan Barry. And Jordan Barry unlocks Rochdale with four to go. Rochdale nil, Mansfield Town one. I told you, I told you this would make I had a feeling for Jordan Barry today. But O'Toole, first time he's stuck to his won the ball and he put a great ball in behind. And finally, and we've got that quality across and he couldn't miss what a great it's a great goal you know a little bit of quality that's a, which they've not had and we've not had all game a little bit of quality great ball and it's a great finish from Bowery I just had a feeling it were made for him tonight you know looking at this team and his stature and strength and uh, it could be a fantastic result this if you know if we get this because we've not played great but listen we'll take anything it's about results and there's probably five minutes to go so come on boys Jordan Barry's goal, four minutes from time from the bench, puts Mansfield Town back to winning ways and gives the fans the lift they needed, ending that two-game losing streak and ended Rochdale's unbeaten home run. Can the Stags do the same as they go to a resurgent Oldham on Saturday afternoon? Tonight we'll talk all about that win at Rochdale in midweek. We'll look ahead to tomorrow afternoon's trip to Oldham and a lot more in between as we pay tribute to the late, great Ivan Hollett, who sadly passed away this week. And we'll also take a little look at the upcoming fixtures as the Stevenage game gets rearranged so the Stags finally know their plans for the remainder of the season. Plus, we'll also have a little sneak peek of something special which is coming very, very soon indeed. As always, get involved and have your say on your team. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast.
It does feel like a massive weight was lifted when Jordan Bowery put the ball in the back of the net on Tuesday night, getting us back to winning ways, keeping us in the hunt and setting up a fantastic final 11 games of the season. Cannot wait to see how this season unfolds. Will it end in a promotion? Can the Stags sneak in? All of those questions we'll ask as we review Tuesday night's win at Rochdale. Look ahead to tomorrow afternoon's trip to Oldham and much, much more in between. Hello and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast. It's the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield always matters. Joining me tonight to discuss all things Mansfield Town, I'm sure Nathan Edge will pop up at uh, some point, but let's say hello and good evening to the man who seems to have a sponsorship deal with Sauce and Brown. It's Clive T-shirt by Sauce and Brown, Annesley Parking. Good evening. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, Alan. Good evening. Good evening, all Stags fans. And is that T-shirt from Sauce and Brown or is it false advertising or part? No, it's Sauce and Brown. That's their little logo there. Are you getting a bit of commission now? Are you, are you moving up in the world? Is this this what's happening or are you just, uh, just doing that of kindness? No, since I retired from normal work, I'm becoming a model. Right, you've got a lot more work to do. We'll come on to that later on. Uh, also joining us tonight, the man who has got the croak in his name and this is why. Good evening, Mr Wilson. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, Clive. And good evening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, dear. So, Alan Wilson has got a little bit of a... I'll say a little bit. He's got a sore throat. Um, not COVID or anything like that. Um, this is what happens, Alan, when you get a little bit too big for your station. You go on other people's podcasts. <laughs> well, you invited me. <laughs> it's your fault, then. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, blame me. Blame me. Well, there you go. Well, it's good to have you along with us. I know you've got a cup of tea uh, to keep you going as well and plenty of juice as well. We wish you a speedy recovery. Good job we're not at home tomorrow, isn't it? It is. <laughs> well, gen uh, genuine, genuine question. What would you actually do? Would I you would persevere? Take, I'd try and persevere, yeah. I would take uh, honey and lemon and everything right up until one o'clock and then, you know, see what happens then. Let's pretend we've just got to the 86 minute. Oh, there uh, we go. Right. <laughs> Jordan yeah. Bowers just scored to make it 1 0. Over to you. Goal score for the Stags. Mansfield Towns, number nine, Jordan Barry. I think it'd be great <laughs> entertainment, Clive. I'm not going to lie. I think it'd be great entertainment. I'm going to have to go to the loo in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as always, get your comments in and have your say on your team. Any questions you've got, mainly for Alan, then send him in and we'll uh, we'll pitch him to him and uh, we can hear that fantastic voice throughout the rest of the night. Get your comments coming in. We'll come to them in uh, a couple um, of um, a couple of things. Uh, we'll come to those later on uh, in the show. But first, Clive, let's delve straight in. Tuesday night, how important was Jordan Barry's goal to get us back to winning ways? Um, any goal resulting in a win was important um, against against Rochdale because we we definitely needed to change direction. Um, it wasn't a particularly good game, I have to say, and I don't think the Stags played as well as they have done. But it was a superb goal and an absolutely superb result, and uh, just about deserved. I thought I thought we were the better team, although I thought O'Keefe would have got into our side the way he played. Yeah, it was excellent. I thought on the right hand side for. For Rochdale, but uh, what interests me the most, Clive, actually, was um, made four changes. The adaptability. We started with Hawkins up front, and then we ended up playing him in at, at, at centre half in the second half. And like Nigel Clough said to me after the game, it's not about winning pretty now; it's just about 
simply winning games. And as Stags fans, if that results for in a promotion in 11 games time, we're not going to care whether we've played good football or not, are we now? We, we, all, we just care about getting the results on board. No, and a lot of people of, of the opinion that Nigel Clough thinks a 1-0 win is the best outcome in every game. And you can't argue that it's three points and it's a clean sheet. The trouble is it's a dangerous game because we've proved over and over again that we can't always hang on to a slender win, slender lead. So I'd sooner see us bang a few more goals in, but I think it might come on Saturday. I think we, we, we're, we're meeting a team that's at a fairly low ebb and the, certainly the fans don't think they've got much of a chance. And sooner or later, we're going to score. We're going to get a hatful from somewhere. Yeah, you can feel it brewing. I think the, the most important thing, though, going back to Tuesday, Alan, was the fact that we managed to get three points. It wouldn't have mattered if it had clattered off Nathan Bishop's lower butt cheek and uh, flown in from, from the edge of his area. It, it, it didn't matter how it went. No, it would have been a good goal. Or who yeah. got it. I'd agree with that because uh, they haven't lost in 11 games at home, have they? Sorry, <laughs> what did you say? They haven't lost in 11 games at home. No, they're they're sorry, I can't, can't cope with this. <laughs> <laughs> they're very good side. They're very... Behave yourself, Clive. You're the spaceman, the oldest statement, statesman on this. There you go. Yes, of course. No, I, I genuinely think look, you've got a point, Alan, to be fair. You know, they're a, a good side at home and, you know, their league position shouldn't have been taken for, for granted. And I, I think it could have gone any way. But it, second half, especially as it, it pushed on, it felt like we were going to go on uh, and win it. There was something within the squad. And what pleased me most was the reaction um, at, at the end. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But I didn't like the way they went to three at the back. I thought for a good 20 minutes, we looked rather shaky. They came through it, admittedly, and, you know, got the win. But uh, they looked quite shaky to me. I prefer the four at the back, to be honest. And that's just my opinion. What's your view on it, Clive? Because for me, um, we definitely needed to shake it up at, at half time. We needed to do something. I wasn't a massive fan of, of three at the back because it, it's... Um, it's uh, it dragged Hawkins back up there, but we had nothing in midfield. And actually, what playing three at the back did allow us to do was allow the likes of O'Toole and Perch to to step up and push Hewitt and McLaughlin a bit forward into the midfield. So it, it sort of stopped them getting in the game. They were coming at us a lot down the right and right hand side and left hand side in the first half. But it stopped, didn't completely eradicate it in the second half. I'll give you that, but it did prevent it a little bit. And I think that's how we were able to sort of gain a little bit more control. Uh, over that game in the second half by making the switch? I don't know whether it's a bad idea or not. The thing is that uh, once we got a lead anyway, we, we, we were going to defend like the clappers at whatever happened because they were going to throw everything at us. But I felt fairly, fairly comfortable with three at the back. In fact, the best three players on the park were Hewitt, O'Toole and um, Perch, who was most people's man of the match. Um, but it does require fluidity in the midfield and, uh, and they have to graft. And I think if there was a criticism that seemed to be shared by most fans around me is that one one of our January signings didn't seem to be putting the work in. Um, and I think you can't afford that when you adopt that sort of uh, formation. Yeah, we're going to drop into some of the comments in a minute, but let's go on on that. Uh, the, the person that fans are alluding to, Alan, is uh, Jamie Murphy. He's got bags of quality and he showed it in glimpses. But there's a danger, isn't there, of uh, consistently playing him when he, he's not there. When Jordan Bowery, for example, is absolutely um, impactful when he comes off the bench. But there are other players in there knocking on the door as well. A rest could be exactly what Murphy needs to, to find his feet. 
and he might just need that Craig you know that might just kick him on to do what obviously Nigel's seen in him but uh, going back to the three at the back didn't you think it just my opinion again that it cut Quinny out of the game you didn't really see much of Quinny after that you know because they were like bypassing him each time I agree um and I think the the thing with that is it's it's just difficult to try and uh, get him in the game Sometimes I don't think he was quite in it in the first half. I think we need to make changes in midfield uh, a little bit earlier on. I've got a bit of a surprise for you though, Alan, because I know your voice is struggling a little bit. So I thought I'd add a fourth member to uh, help you out a little bit. And Nathan's probably not even in on this joke either. So I'm going to let you, as soon as I uh, click it and let him in, I'm going to let you say hello to him and see what his reaction is. Okay, so three, two, one, over to Mr. Wilson. Hello, Nathan. Um, Hello. (laughs) Nathan, that's Alan speaking. What's happened? I don't know what's happened. My voice has gone, Nathan. It's got all croaky. So I I thought one of the Muppets had joined. (laughs) One of the Muppets has joined. You. (laughs) Set myself up for that one. You did. Good to see you, my friend. We'll come to you in a second. Let's delve into some uh, comments. First of all, what's your your tagline name tonight? Because it's a little bit too long for the the bar. Doesn't fit. Is there nothing coming up? No, it says give give the ball to Barry and... Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. You, you can oh, you right. can finish it off, lads. Oh, it's very hard. Oh, to right. you've tried to oh. get tried, uh, you've tried to get clever. <laughs> I hate it when you do that. Right, let's delve I, into I some of the best. comments. Let's delve into some of the comments as we say good evening to Nathan Edge. Jim's kicked us off tonight. Every manager has their favourites, but Bowery showed you've got to pick. Uh, you've got to pick the sure bets, not just the teachers' pets. Absolutely delighted for the nicest lad in football. And to be fair, Nathan, when uh, Clough turned to him on uh, on Tuesday night and said, get on, make the difference for us, that he didn't. I thought he, he's, he's running, his timing was absolutely excellent. And uh, there's a big question mark over whether he'll start or not tomorrow. And I think the answer should be yes, he should. Should be yes. Whether it will be, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But um, and I, I felt when he was coming on, it, it was set up for him. It was one of those games that... You know, although he wasn't performing too well, you know, neither were, were Rochdale. It's going to go, could go either way. Uh, but I just felt if we could get a bit of quality in there, uh, as in you know, quality delivery, somebody should be there to put it on the back of the net in the back of the net. And I just felt with Barry, you know, I think he has been a bit harsh to be left out or not play as much as he has done in the last few games. Going to come on hungry, wanting to make an impact. So um, you know, like 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 that comment said, delighted for him because. He, uh, he deserves it. He deserves more. He does deserve more, and he deserves more biscuits. We'll come on to that later on in the show if we have the return of what's your favourite biscuit. Roger says, evening, lads. Great win at, w- at Rochdale. Uh, Chris jokes, is Steve Nitch's game on tomorrow? Uh, LN on YouTube says, Barry deserves to start more games. Paired with Oates, he's incredible. We do, as much as we've um, praised Jordan Barry for getting on the uh, the score sheet on Tuesday, Clive, we need to give a little bit of praise to, to Reese Oates because he got into a, and to John Joe O'Toole, actually. They lost the ball. O'Toole stepped up, won it on the halfway line, which I think perfectly highlights what that back three was there to do. Plays a lovely ball to, to Reese Oates. And to be fair, Oates decides not to run through the middle. He goes out wide, splits the defence and puts in a, a perfect ball for Jordan Barry. And I thought that was actually the that typified what a good strike partnership can be and should be. The assist was was really wonderful. And, it, and if you get kudos for assists, then he deserves it. But I also think that the, the forward pass from the more or less the halfway line by O'Toole was class. 
I mean, it, it wasn't threaded through a needle, but it was certainly a pass that needed to be put in the mm. right spot, and he did. And you, and I think you're right. The, the three at the back allowed him to move forward pretty much in a, a straight, a straight ahead sort of way, whereas we were trying to play everything down the outside before that. But I think uh, they were tiring a bit because they put a lot of effort in as well. And uh, I just think there was a little bit more room around him when that happened. So I, I've got, you know, I can share Alan's anxiety about three at the back to a point, but I thought it worked quite well. And let's be fair, Quinny was knackered by that time anyway and mm. had to come off. Um, yeah. So, so I think, you know, horses for courses. I'm, I'm prepared to uh, trust Mr. Clough on all these things at the moment. My Although worry, if, if he plays... Uh, if he plays the wrong midfielder in favour of Bowery uh, uh, tomorrow, I think he'll get some stick if it doesn't work out. Yeah, the key word there is is midfield. My worry, Alan, actually, is that when you reflect on our probably our last three performances going all the way back to uh, the, the, the Tranmere game, um, our midfield's not been good enough. We've changed it around a couple of times and for whatever reason, it's it's not been there. It doesn't look fit. It doesn't look sharp. And I think I can see him changing it up a, a, again tomorrow. The other option that he can do is obviously step up and put O'Toole, um, you know, bring Rawson back into centre-half and put O'Toole in, in, into midfield. We need a midfielder who can tackle, who can play a pass, but who's energetic as well. And just wondering whether that person could be George Maris or George Lapsley. Well, you're talking about my two players there that have been uh, commissioning to come into the side for quite a while. But uh, I would definitely put Maris in because I just think he's the playmaker. It makes everybody tick. I don't think since Maritz hasn't been in the squad, uh, in the team, I don't think we've had quite our mojo like we have in the, you know, the past uh, matches, four, five, six matches when Maritz was playing. So I think it might be a good chance for Maritz tomorrow. And if he does want to play Rawson with Perch, I, I've got no comment, you know, no qualms about O'Toole going in and perhaps give Sturk a rest. I'd quite like to see a back three, Nathan, of uh, a, a three centre-backs of uh, Hewitt, Rawson, Perch. Put O'Toole into, into midfield and put somebody else at right wing back, the likes of uh, Jordan Bowery, who can get forward and get crosses into the box, or Matty Longstaff, who seems to have a bit of energy, or indeed George Lapsley. What excites me, is again, is, is the fact that we've got so many options. We just need to make sure it's the right one in midfield because that's where our game will be won and lost for me. That's um, for me the, the positive. Um, you know, we, we're talking about obviously the last three games performance-wise, it's not quite been there, and you, you probably point at the midfield the most. Uh, you know, the, the key area where it's not been ticking for us. But the, the the best thing about our situation is we've got a lot of options to change it. It's not like you know last season, for example, when you look at the bench and think, yeah, there's not really anything we can do there. Uh, we've got a we've got a lot of options, and like, like you say, even even with the likes of moving John Joe O'Toole up there. But even if, even if we didn't want to do that, if we kept him back there, we've got Maris and Lapsley, you know, those two in particular, uh, on the on you know, sat on the bench, obviously Ollie Clark to possibly come back in. There's there's so many different options. Um we've, we've there's no reason why we can't be brave and, and, and mix it up a little bit. Roger in the comments says it wasn't a classic, but Bowery goal was well taken. A grind it out type of result that solidified us. Uh, he also asked, where's Camp? Hope he's not watching you-know-what. <laughs> Who knows? As a student, it's Friday night. He'll either be uh, eating a pot noodle somewhere or asleep. And then not He'll be asleep in a pot noodle. Quite possibly. 
what well, yeah, quite possibly no income. Uh, Jim says the three of Perch, Hawkins, and JJ did look the business, but I worry it just turns into a very much a back five, giving away far too much territory and possession, and more dangerous teams will pick us off eventually. I think though, if ever there's a time without wanting to be complacent, because there's no room for complacency in, in football at all. But I think if there ever is a time to start with that back three, Clive, I think it's probably against an Oldham side who were who were really, really down in the dumps and, and struggling. And, you know, it, it can be at times when it doesn't go their way, quite a toxicity-based environment. I think it's almost certain we'll start with a back three against Oldham. But, of course, it's dead easy to switch back to a back four if the circumstances demand it. And that's the beauty of having utility players, of course. I uh, on midfield, we had a, a with the acquisitions, we've had an abundance of riches in midfield. Unfortunately, they're not all been fit enough at the same time. I mean, Lapsley came on and he worked really hard. And there were some really good touches. But if he'd had more real pitch time, more game time uh, recently, he'd have scored that goal that he didn't score. He was just you know half a yard off the pace, and that I think is a shame because I keep hankering back to last year. He was our player of the year. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, he's, since his injury, he's just not found that again. It'll come, I think, but he needs more game time. Liam asks, "What you what do you think has happened with George Maris? Probably our best midfielder controls the game. Hasn't started in three games, and we've lost two of them. Don't think that's a coincidence. What's your take on that, Mister Wilson?" Well, I'd agree with him. I, I think Maris. Uh, I've said many a time, Craig, on this podcast and uh, various other places that I just think he makes the team tick. Is you know, it's the little little tiny passes that he does with Sturk and whatever, and then follows on to Quinney, and it just gets the ball moving. You know, moving forward, and he's very underrated with his heading. His heading ability is second to none. If you watch a match with George Maris, he gets quite a few defending headers in, you know, where it hurts. And I just think that Maris, Lapsley, Quinn and Barry tomorrow in that four where Barry can Barry can just move up the left in front of Quinny, we'll see a different side tomorrow. It's an interesting one. Uh, Nathan, what do you uh, make of that, um, the comment from, uh, from, from Liam there? Um. I agree. Uh, you, you do look at it, and is is I mean, you, you say is it a coincidence? Obviously, with Maris going out, you could say that, but there's been a, it's it's been quite a few players that have been off it, so um, you probably can't pin it down to to missing one player as such. I think there's yeah, there's 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 a few there's a few changes that needs to be need to be made if we want to get back to where we were a few few games ago. But um, but I think it is time to for him to come back in. You know, Sterk. Um, you know, has been struggling the last few games, so you'd, you'd anticipate a rest for him um, tomorrow. Um, and you think that the logical, uh, you know, swap for him would be would be George Maris back in. So I, I hope that I hope that does happen. You mentioned one thing uh, in there, which is about getting back to to where we were. Now, big question because Nigel Clough in his post match said. You know, it's all about getting results now and things like that. What's your take on it, Clive? Would you rather us get results but not necessarily perform well or would you rather the performance? Um, I'll take every game from here to the end of the season as an ugly win um, because it matters to get promoted more than to play attractive football. We shouldn't. The, the two aren't mutually, mutually exclusive. We should be able to do both. Um and going back to where we were, I mean, actually, I think where we were was better before the January acquisitions. 
but obviously the January acquisitions were brought in to reinforce the squad. And and Clough's been very keen to make sure that those players he acquired have had plenty of game time. Uh, and we're not actually seeing a great leap forward as a result of that. Um, I mean, notwithstanding Matty Longstaff, who I think is, is genuine class, you know, Aikens has not really done what we would have hoped of him. I know he's struggled a bit with injury. And uh, uh, we uh, we have question marks over at the moment over, over others in the squad as well. I just think that... Um, I wouldn't want his job at the moment because he's got to keep changing the team. Otherwise, his people are going to get completely out of form. Um, I think he tinkered too much two games ago and it showed on the field. Um, the changes against Rochdale worked out, but we did have to use all the subs early on in the second half. So I'm really intrigued to see who he's going to play against, on form, the second worst team in the league tomorrow. It's a funny one because... Like you said, he did change it and probably tink, over-tinker for, for Tranmere. Port Vale then, I think he had his, his hands tied. I think he was forced into at least two of those changes. Um, and then, obviously, he, he tried to change it back and sort of hit the reset button, if you like, for for the Rochdale game. I mean, he will argue, quite rightly, we should have got something from both Port Vale and Tranmere. It's not his fault that we had three seasoned defenders trying to head the same ball. This resulted in a goal. And it's not his fault that the goalkeeper, who's had a fine season, chose the game to have a a, a guffer, you know, and it happens. Yeah, and it's part and parcel of football. And unfortunately for us, Lady Luck had been smiling for a while and decided not to smile that night, it's. I want to go back to a point that Clive made there, though, Alan, and that's about um, you know being better before January and the January acquisitions. I have to agree to to a certain element. I think he's tried to put a little bit too much mixture in the cake bowl at, at times, and it's just overfluffed a little the biscuit. bit. Overfluff yeah. the biscuit. Overfluff the biscuit. Let's go with that. It's overfluff <laughs> the biscuit, and uh, I, I think. You know, Longstaff's come in and, and, and done a good job. Um, you know, three goals in his last four games. He's a good acquisition. Murphy, he's one of those that's going to take time for settle. Let's not forget that he's living a long way from home, away from family, etc., etc. That all does play uh, a bit of a part. And he's probably not up to the sharpness that we need him to be. Aikens is a different one um, because, let's not forget, he's not really started in the position that he's, he's, he's best. We're judging him on games where he's been playing out of position at left-back and at right-back. Yes, he can play there because he's a utility man, but that's not where we'll get the best out of him. And then I'm trying to think of, of who else we've we've sort of brought in. Wallace. Wallace. Um, yeah, Wallace. I've actually been quite impressed with him. He's been a bit part player, but when he's come on, he, he, he's made an impact. And I just think that Nigel Clough needs to find the right balance again. And for uh, I think that balance is probably best with the, the squad and, and the players we had available in the, Scott, the starting eleven or sort of 14, which we had sort of late December, early January time. But what you also need to add in there as well is the fantastic news that we've got James Perch back. We didn't have him before January. And actually having him back has actually helped us in the last couple of games. Yes, he came in at Port Vale and we lost the game. But, you know, that was that was bound to happen with what we've just discussed about defenders and goalkeepers, et cetera, et cetera. But actually on... Tuesday at Rochdale, he got man of the match voted by the fans. It was a class act and you could see exactly what we missed. Yeah, I'd agree with Perch, definitely. I'd leave him where he is. Or, you know, stroke Perch, stroke Rawson, you know, whichever, however Nigel picks. But reverting to the other people who you've mentioned, I think Aikens is signed anyway for two and a half years. When he's fit, he will come good. 
Mm. We were there at Newport and watched him have a cracking game. Mm. He played really well in his position up front, holding the ball up like Barry does. Murphy, I'm not so sure he had a first good game, but like you said, it might be taking time to settle in like Oates did. You know, they've all had to come, you know, from different places. And it might be just time to give him that little bit of a rest. And if it, it might be a good impact player like uh, Barry was on Tuesday night. But I would definitely start with Barry and Maris. That's just my humble opinion. I'm not Nigel Clough. And he seems to keep, you know, getting, apart from Tranmere and Port Vale, put them aside. He seems to have the winning formation each time he does it. Well, let's, uh, let's hope that that can continue. Let's uh, keep your comments uh, coming in. Uh, Roger says, I agree with Alan about Maris. He's bound to come back in in the next couple, in the next couple especially against Northampton. <laughs> slicker passing that was witnessed uh, some games ago has slipped a bit. I think we need to get back to, to win more games. We are not that good winning ugly. Doesn't matter there whether we're that good or not as long as we are winning. That's the, the key fact with 11 to go. Uh, Liam says, don't get why he started Murphy so many times when he doesn't, uh, when he doesn't half offer what half of what Barry does or do what half of what Barry does. Yeah, I uh, agree with that. But then on the flip side of that, Nathan, uh, you start Barry. Barry doesn't do anything within the hour. And everyone's like, what's he started Barry for? Yeah, <laughs> I, was just, I was literally just about to say this. The, um, I mean, I I think we as a, as a podcast this season have been quite supportive of Barry and what he's offered. And you've got a sort of a handful of fa- fans that, that are sort of in the same uh, side of the corner that we are. But then you you have got a lot of others that up to having somebody else to dislike, which is now Murphy. Um, you know, he was he was a player, wasn't he? He was a scapegoat, uh, Barry. So, um, but I think now because somebody else has taken the slack, you know, everyone loves Barry again. It's so it's it's a it's a tough one. If he comes back in and he doesn't quite perform, um, it won't take long, I think, for those to turn turn back on him. So, but 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 regardless of that, um. You know, I think we'll say you like you're saying there about Murphy maybe needing time to settle in, which which could well be the case. But the problem is now we we haven't got time. Like even like Clough admitted himself, we are um, at the business end of the end of the season. So if it means, um, you know, like Alan said, him com- coming on from the bench and maybe trying, you know, being an impact player and uh, you know giving him a bit of a break and giving somebody else the opportunity that's probably earned it, like Barry. Then I think um, you know we've only eleven games to go. It's, it's we've got to be brave and we've got to do it. Le, Richard says Aikens will be class for us as he showed at Barrow. He hasn't had much luck with Niggles, but I'd love to see him uh, back if uh, back in if fit. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be good to get him back fixed when he is fit. Gives us another option all across the pitch. I think we just need to ride the wave a little bit at the minute. We've had two bad defeats uh, on the road. We're playing away from home as well, which has a massive, massive impact. People will say it doesn't. You've got to go. You've got to play these games at some point. But when they're all as a collective as they've they've turned out to be, it is difficult. And, uh, you know, when you're on the bus for a long time and away from family and uh, travelling up and down the country and not having as much time on the training ground, hopefully it will balance itself out. Because I think after... Uh, tomorrow's game, it will be five at home and five away. So it will rebalance itself out uh, uh, as well. Uh, Richard says, it wasn't that long ago that Barry was the scapegoat with Rawson. A break will do Murphy good if he ha- if he had scored in the first half. We may have seen a different performance. Uh, and Jamie says, any news on uh, Kel Gordon? 
no, still out injured. I, I very much doubt that you will see Kel Gordon involved uh, in a stag shirt this season, but I'm sure we'll uh, try and keep you up to date as much as we can. Right, let's uh, tick off Tuesday night then by getting some reaction. As always, uh, we've got lots more to fit in before the end of the show. It's up to you three to have a vote. Your options are Nigel Clough or Jordan Bowery. Let's go to uh, Sawson Brown's Clive Parkin for the vote first. Without any doubt, Bowery. I'm going to guess what Nathan's vote will be because his name is give the ball to Bowery and play the Jordan Bowery clip. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Well done. And Alan the Croak Wilson. Are you going for Bowery as well? Yeah. <laughs> Bowery. Well played. You were the man that was... Uh proved the difference tonight first and foremost as a squad how important was getting three points after two consecutive defeats tonight it's massive we've um, like you just said we've had two two defeats in the past two games and we haven't had that for a while obviously going on that such consistent uh, winning run and uh, so getting back on track was, was the main thing today um, so hopefully we can push on again and try and get another winning streak going now Lee Wilson my co-commentator as soon as you got ready to come on said he's going to get us a goal tonight I think he's he absolutely spot on. Just talking through it from your perspective. Yeah, yeah Faz said that as well. Um, but obviously, Oates he had the ball down the right hand side. He um, he's done a great bit of work. He's just burst past his man, and I just see as soon as he got past his man, I thought I've got to break my neck to get into this box here because there was a massive gap for him to put the ball in, and he put it on a plate for me. And um, that, that's what he does. So I love playing with Oates. He's such a. I think we I think we complement each other. Um, and yeah, it was a great ball across uh, across the goal, and I just had a nice firm side foot into the into the goal. And giving Nigel Clough a big headache, I had to hold him on on Saturday. Yeah, that's that's what I'm here to do. Uh, he's, I don't want to give him an easy decision, easy decision to not put me in the team. I'm I'm here to I'm here to play football. I've I've been on a good run, so I, I want to be playing ideally every game. But that's not realistic because we've got such a good squad. So I'll take as many minutes as I can. But um, yeah, I'm here to give um, him a headache. Mindset-wise, what does tonight do for that squad in there? Oh, it's massive. Um, I don't think we, we wasn't low on confidence anyway. We, if you, if the fans or the, you lot could see us in training, you'd see how good we are. Um, we never lost. We never lost confidence. We always knew we could come here and get a win or go anywhere and, and potentially get a win. So, um, but yeah, it, it was massive, and it's hopefully. It's, it's going to put us back in the right direction. As a fan myself, I can tell you that they certainly feel that, and tonight they showed it by backing you from minute one. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Um, I've expressed it a million, to- oh, not a million times, but enough times to say that they've, they're, they're, they're brilliant. Um, they're, is it got off? Uh, um, they're hearing numbers um, all the time. They're always singing. They're never quiet. They're always there backing us, um, and uh, we respect that so much. Um, Obviously, we're out there, and it's good to send them home now with um, with three points. You seem to be constantly on the road at the moment. I was joking to Nigel Clough earlier. He said he's seen the bus driver more than he's seen his wife recently. Join the club, um, yeah. It's, um, it is. It's but that's that's football. Um, we've 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 got to play him. Everyone has to play him in a way, and um, obviously, it look people pick on it more because our away form isn't as solid as our home form. But um, we've just got to go there. And, and play the same football that we do at home. Another shortest journey on uh, Saturday as well as they go to uh, to Oldham. What's your message to those Stags fans? Surely you want them to be so loud to try and sort of uh, quiet a resurgent Oldham team of late. Yeah, uh, 
just keep doing what they're doing because um, we don't need to tell them to come out and hear and be loud because they do it anyway and uh, they've been fantastic. So hopefully they, um, they can come up in numbers again and show the support for the lads and hopefully we can send them home again with another three points. And of course, uh, looking ahead uh, as well to next week, you've still got sort of big games as well. You've got a long trip to, to Hartlepool to come as well. How important on reflection was tonight to sort of get that sort of, you know, itch scratch to get that focus back to really get your head down and, uh, and climb back up that league table with so many games in hand as well? Yeah, definitely. Like I say, we've got them games in hand. Um, so whatever them, you've got, you've got to win them. Um, and obviously we've ticked one off today. We've just got another three more in hand that we need to tick off. So um, hopefully we can get on the road and then get one, another one Saturday and then, like say, Hartlepool Tuesday. None of them are going to be easy, but we're, we're going to go there and give it everything that we've got. Apologies there. I think we should have a little bit of a cutout in the, uh, the stream. I will have a word with the hamster running around the wheel and... Uh, Swear at it very loudly. That was Jordan Barry there. Hopefully he managed to catch that. He was uh, speaking to me for Mansfield 183.2 after the game on uh, Tuesday night. We'll have more from Jordan Barry in a couple of minutes as we have the return of an excellent feature. But first, it's time to tell you about back in the stags once more. Of course, away at Oldham tomorrow. But in midweek, we travel to Hartlepool United. Tuesday the 29th of March, the party time for the SSA is 3pm. It's £15 for Amber members and junior members, £20 for blue members and £25 for non-members. And the number that you need to call is... 07967 <laughs> 689 Oh, give it up, Liam. Give him, a, give him some applause. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Wilson there, everybody. Alan Wilson there. Uh, sorry, I talked over you there. What was the number again? Oh seven nine six seven six eight nine five nine seven. That's oh seven nine six seven six eight nine five nine seven for those who need an interpreter. Our love to Mr. Alan Wilson. Now, before we go into a little bit of fun and uh, and find out what Jordan Barry's favourite biscuit is, and bring you an exciting announcement as well. Uh, last night, Alan, you were moonlighting. You were on a uh, an Oldham themed podcast, weren't you? Tell us a little bit more uh, uh, about that and uh, what the thoughts are from the uh, from the Oldham camp. They basically think that we're going to win 4-0. They're very down in the dumps with how they've been playing for the last five games because they haven't won. And uh, they were just saying that we're going to be far too strong for them. And they're, they're quite jealous, really, you know, having your Matty Longstaff. And, you know, they, they were amazed that we got in. You know, other people such as that and John Joe O'Toole, O'Toole got to mention. And they were just very uh, selective of the words, should I say, because they're very uh, upbeat about Mansfield Town. They would sooner be where we are. It's a very dangerous game, though, Clive, because everybody I've spoken to who, from an olden perspective and from any general perspective, actually, just has got this assumption that we're going to walk all over them tomorrow. And that worries me. In f- Do you know what? That actually, uh, I'll hand it over to, to Cluffy, actually. Do you know what? That worries me tremendously. <laughs> I Listen, we all do it to a certain extent. We always under forecast to hope to overachieve. And I think it's a defence mechanism it's the morbidity thing, isn't it? You say, oh, we're going to lose again. Because if you, if you do lose, you've, you've forecasted it. If you don't lose, you've won something. So I, I think there'll be a danger because they, they must be hurting at the moment because the Sheridan bounce has uh, stopped. And because mm. uh, they were on fire when he, when he first came back and they've, they've lost everything since. So I, I think they'll be, they'll be hard to beat, but I think we should beat them. 
Yeah, they. Uh, I think they won something like. Oh, they were unbeaten in about uh, seven. Uh, games after he, he came in and got them out of the, the bottom two. Uh, a run of five straight defeats there has put them back into the drop zone, three points from safety. The last uh, two at home as well. Last two at home uh, as well, uh, as you say. So maybe they'll stay up. John Sheridan has kept them up twice before in his previous reigns, once from League Two and once in League One uh, as well. He also uh, achieved an excellent feat at Notts County in his shortlist, where he equaled the club record of nine successive defeats. So... Uh, <laughs> So there you go. Uh, anyway, time to have a little bit uh, of fun. Um, it's time for the return of... If you've got a favourite biscuit, tell me now. If you've got a favourite biscuit, tell me now. Biscuit creams or jaffers. One more time. The lad's not well. Stop embarrassing him. And we make no apology for that song being in your head. And there's going to be another one which gets in your head in a couple of minutes' time. So, after the game on Tuesday, as you heard, I spoke to Jordan Bowery. And I ended the interview like this. We end on a bit of a fun one. You've earned a a bit of a rest and feet up tonight. What's your favourite biscuit? Favourite biscuit? (laughs) Hmm. What? Just in general, just to eat, or with, if, with a cup of tea, tea. What, what would you be dunking in that tea? It's gone. It's gone. Dunk it. I'll dunk it, man. I'm sure, I'm sure every Stags fan tonight will be grabbing some is in honour of you. Well done tonight, Jordan. Thank you. Oi, oi. So, first of all, what are your guesses? I'm going to start with... Now, this has been put out nowhere. Unless you were listening to the post-match full audio on Mansfield 103.2 on Tuesday, you will not know this because I purposely cut it out. So, Clive, what's your guess? I'm going left field here. I'm going to go Fox's Party Rings. Oh, what a biscuit that is, by the way. Nathan Edge. I'm going to go Chocolate Finger. Ooh, Chocolate Finger. Alan Wilson, what are you going to go for? I'm going right outside the box with this one. I'm going Fig Roll. Oh, Fig Roll. Okay, well, Roger says Custard Cream. We've got uh, Foxes. We've got uh, Party Rings. We've got fig roll, we've got everything. Alan Wilson, it's over to you to press play on your little communications device of the jingle you've made. Hold it nice and close to the microphone and then I'll reveal the answer. So this is what uh, this is what uh, Jordan Barry said. I'll play the clip. Alan, you then press play, then I'll play the answer. Got it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris says jammy dodgers. Richard says chocolate digestive. This was the question. We end on a bit of a fun one. You've earned a, a bit of a rest and feet up tonight. What's your favourite biscuit? Favourite biscuit? <laughs> hmm. What? Just in general, just to eat or with, if, your, with a cup of tea? What would you be dunking in that tea? It's gone. It's gone. Dunk it. I'll dunk it, man. I'm sure, I'm sure every Stags fan tonight will be grabbing some Is in honour of you. Well done tonight, Jordan. Thank you. My favourite place is the biscuit tile, it's where I like to be. 
looking at the varieties that are dunking to my tea. Modern milk and shortbread are very, very nice. But my favourite is the hobnob, because you can dunk it twice. So, what's your favourite biscuit, custard cream or Oreo? Put it in the comments, Mansfield Matters wants to know. Think way for Garibaldi or Fox's Crunch Cream. Keep following the stag, be part of the winning team. We end on a bit of a fun one. You've earned a, a bit of a rest and feet up tonight. What's your favourite biscuit? Favourite biscuit? <laughs> hmm. What? Just in general, just to eat or with, if, your, with a cup of tea? What would you be dunking in that tea? It's got, it's got with digestives on it. <laughs> yeah, for me, I'd, uh, chocolate digestives, I'd dunk oh, in my... I'm, right sure, I'm sure every Stags fan tonight will be grabbing some chocolate digestives. Right, <laughs> Jordan, thank you. Well done to Richard Dove in the comments. Chocolate digestive was the correct guess. That is Jordan Bowery's favourite biscuit. So you've got to incorporate now, Stags fans, chocolate digestive into a chant about Jordan Bowery. Something like, oh, Jordan Bowery, he dunks a chocolate digestive, Jordan Bowery. Alan can come up with it. He's a lyrical genius, as we've, uh, as we've heard. Let's I thought move... at one minute he was going to say a scone, you know. I know it sounded like that, didn't it? That's, I, that's what yeah, I really. <laughs> I mean, I, I do like the fact that actually out of all of the players and, and people that I've asked the biscuit question to so far, Jordan Bowery's actually thought it through. He was, he was, he wanted to know whether it was with or without a cup of tea. So it might have oh, been yeah. different. It matters. Yeah. <laughs> so it does matter. It does yeah. matter. Very much does matter. However, this is not a biscuit podcast, despite the uh, the entirety of the uh, the biscuit it's feature. Nice. Biscuits do matter. Let's move swiftly on uh, to some exciting news in a moment. But first, we need to get podcast predictions uh, out of the way. Oldham fans think that we're going to smash them by four goals to nil. Here's the latest podcast predictions table. It hasn't changed much, to be fair. Uh, Ricky is in 10th place on 15. Roger is in 9th on 22. Then it's Cam in 8th, Alan in 7th, Steve Naden in 6th, Nick in 5th, me in 4th, Steve in 3rd, Clive in 2nd, and then Nathan still way out in front on 49 points at the top of the table. But let's find out what we're predicting for tomorrow's trip to Oldham. And we'll start with the league leader, Nathan Edge. I'm going to go for a 3-1 victory um, on Saturday, well, tomorrow. Goal scorers, Reese Oates, Jordan Barry again, and John Joe O'Toole. Yes, absolutely. Uh, let's go for who's next to the table, which is Clive, your second in the table. 3 0. Stags. Yep. Oates, Bowery, Hawkins. Then comes to me. I am going to say. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go for a four-one win. I think um, like last week. Uh, yeah, did I go for four-one last week? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm gonna go four-one win, and I'm gonna go also gonna go for Reese Oates and Jordan Bowery. Uh, my others are gonna be George Maris. I think he's gonna get back in the team, and uh, who else am I gonna go for? Do you know what? I'm, I'm, do you know what I'm gonna go Johnny for? Johnny Rose. <laughs> Bring him offside. home. <laughs> yeah, offside. Uh, I'm going to actually go for. Um, I'm going to back John Joe. I'm going to say uh, John Joe Tool is going to get us a goal as well. See what he's uh, doing here. Just go, go and going to copy the leader to try and you know get some points. See how it is. Well, they always say follow the leader, don't they? They always say follow the leader. Uh, Alan, you're next. 
I'd already wrote mine down and it's exactly same as Clive. Three nil, Barry, Hawkins and Oates. Fantastic. And uh Cam's watching Hollyoaks earlier. That's to do is via the link. If you want to get involved with podcast predictions, you need to do so via the what, Nathan? Via the link. And you need to do it one hour and one minute before kickoff tomorrow, before, aka before that team news comes out. Right. Podcast predictions done. Talking about uh, Oldham tomorrow, done. Talking about Tuesday night's result at Rochdale, done. There's something else that I forgot to do. What is it? Oh, my God. What is? What could it be? I know that's what we're going to do. We're going to go back in time. Yes, we've got a fantastic announcement for you. Um, you some of you who follow us on social media would have noticed that this week um, we didn't do a podcast on Wednesday. And we didn't do one on Thursday. That's because I was busy recording Stag's Stories. A brand new series is coming soon. We're going to be reflecting on our 20-year anniversary since the Stags won promotion in 0102 under the guise of Stuart Watkiss, building, of course, manager that season, as well as we were promoted from what was then the old Division 3 into what is now League 1. Uh, some great memories being st- uh, shared already, and I can already tell you uh, that Andy White, who is a former Stag Stories guest, gives us another episode. He's back for another episode, this time talking more specifically uh, about... Um, that season and then he's going to be joining me as co-host and the first guest we've got on is Barry Statham the former Stags physio and I'm sure that's a name that uh, both you Alan and you Clive will uh, will remember and know well yeah yes I remember Barry very well excellent physio always did a cracking job and we're also going to have a number of other players on there as well to be recorded in upcoming weeks. We'll tell you uh, who they are once they've been recorded and we'll give you a bit of an idea on that uh, air date as well. But, Nathan, that's not it. Can you believe that is not it? Can you remember? No, it's not. There is more, I know. Absolutely. And what, another one? Or however however the, the famous... What? Uh, Kiss my arse. Well, what? <laughs> what kid? Oh, yeah, 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 fair play. I didn't quite get the reference then, but uh, I wasn't quite switched on. Um, can you remember, Nathan, a couple of years ago when we first started recording Stag Stories, we did five episodes of a trip down a memory lane and we went to the seaside for a day. Can you remember? Yes, it was a, a lovely day, actually. Yes, it was. It was almost classed as an away fixture as we spoke to Stuart Watkiss about his whole journey as a stag. So everything from a player to a coach to a manager. Well, I'm delighted to say... That he's coming back, he's coming home, he's coming back to One Call Stadium for Stag's Stories Live. Five weeks today on Friday the 22nd of April at One Call Stadium. Stuart Watkiss will be with us uh, and special guests as well, guests to be confirmed. Um, but Stuart will be, Skip affectionately known as, will be reviewing all of his time as manager That's that season, talking about the squad he brought through from the youth team days to uh, all, all through to that promotion winning side and all the stories to go along with it. First and foremost, uh, what do you make of that? Alan, I'm going to start with you. Looking forward to it immensely, Craig. I always had a, a great uh, fondness of Stuart Watkins. I thought he was very nice, similar to Barry, really. Very nice gentleman and always gave his heart on his sleeve, you know, left everything on the pitch. Clive, what about you? What are your thoughts on uh, what are your thoughts on it? I'm looking forward to it. it come, it'll come on the back of five successive wins. So um, um, I think we'll all be up for it and there'll be a lot of fan participation as well. 
as a bold statement uh, that is, Nathan. Uh, now you've obviously met him. You was with us in the record when we went up to uh, uh, to Grimsby. Tells a great story, doesn't he? He's got, he, he he will have everybody eating out of the palm of his hand. Yeah, it's just isn't it? Is it is it? A genuine and interesting guy, I think. So, um, you know, like we went over there. He was very accommodating to us, uh, which was which we were very grateful for. So, uh, and it's fantastic as a, you know, agreed to, to come and do this as well. Um, and I would say he had a lot to share, um, you know, reflecting on some, some obviously some superb times as a in, in Lansford Town's history. We haven't had many of them, have they? But, um, you know, so it's nice to reflect on them when they do uh, do happen. Um, but no, he's, he's a... A decent guy and he would be very is a good storyteller so um, hopefully everyone that comes along will, will enjoy it yeah absolutely now tickets are going to go on sale next week however we've put a little pre-sale uh link in uh, in the description of this video so uh, and of this podcast so go into the description and click uh, on the the link you will see it in there and all you need to do is just input your details on there to get on a database we'll then email you out as soon as that ticket link goes live you will get that ticket link 24 hours before they go on general sale. And we'll also be revealing to you the, the price on there uh, of those tickets um, as well. Won't be too much, but uh, it will be a, a nice little evening. Stuart Watkiss uh, will be back with us at Wancourt Stadium, restore, recalling those stories of yesteryear, along with some very special guests indeed. More to be announced soon, but make a date in your diary. Friday, the 22nd of April at Wancourt Stadium. Get in the link now and get yourself on that pre-sale ticket mailing list and come as join us for Stag's Stories Live. We cannot wait um, for that. Right, before we end by listening back to Tuesday night's highlights, it's been a sad week off of the pitch this week, uh, Alan, and that's because of the passing of uh, former Stag, um, both as a player and as a coach, uh, Ivan Hollett, who uh, sadly passed away earlier this week. Now, Obviously, I was recording Stag Stories this week with, with Andy White and Barry Statham. We had good conversations about him and I had a nice little five, ten minute chat with, with Andy White, which is on our YouTube channel now, if you want to go and have a watch of that about um, Ivan. But what are your memories uh, of him? Because he was a, uh, a well-respected, well-liked uh, man in and around the club, both as a player and as a coach. I've had many a chat with uh, Ivan uh, Craig. He was a very quality gentleman, really, really nice gentleman and always found time irrespective of what he was doing to come and have a word with you i've had many a chat at the side of my box with ivan you know for either reserve matches when they used to have them or whatever you know it was always there and it was there for you and it made time for you and it's just uh, such a sad day you know that he has passed away and condolences to his family and friends a true stag legend clive yeah old school um, nothing wrong with that and um, a gentleman with it and in fact the best uh, compliment you can pay him um, is that all of the people he trained haven't got a bad word to say about him mm. and you, you know you look at the likes of the, the people that he brought through Nathan as well and it shows you know how influential he was as a, as a coach as a youth coach as an assistant manager as a guy behind the scenes you know we're talking about the likes of Liam Lawrence Lee Williamson Bobby Hassel um, players like that who have not only just progressed through our academy and our youth set up at the time but have gone on to play um some of which at the very highest level which is testament to uh, to his coaching is his guidance and that's his legacy yeah absolutely i mean he spent a lot of uh, a lot of years at the 
the club in, in different capacities. And I think um, he's, he's done basically every single role you can apart from apart from first team manager. So uh, you know, been been stags through and through. Um, and like I say some of those players there that has you know helped helped along. You know, for for the club has been a massive boost bringing them through. But I think you know for those players individually as well. Um, they, they'll be uh, you know, very grateful for the, the guidance and support he, he gave. So, um, yeah, absolutely. It's, um, you know, we want to go you know, live forever in Mansfield Town's history. Yeah, and let's hope that he's up there, along with all the other former Stags, both supporters uh, and ex-players, etc., who have uh, who have sadly passed away and watching over us with a, a glint in their eye tomorrow and for the remainder of the season. What a fantastic achievement it would actually be to go on and, uh, and honour that... Um, that legacy of bringing through those players like Liam Lawrence, Craig Disley, etc., who helped us get promotion 20 years ago to go and do it uh, this year. That would be a, a fitting tribute all the same. I'm sure we'll hear more uh, about that. And if you want to watch that interview with Andy White, it's on our YouTube channel. That's almost all we've got time for tonight. Don't forget to get involved in podcast predictions. The link is in the description. And get yourself on that all-important pre-sale mailing list. We want to absolutely pack out the uh, the suites at One Course Stadium to... Uh, to bring you this event. A lot of hard work has gone into it. It's going to be an excellent night. There's going to be Stuart Watkins there, as we say. There'll be some special guests as well, plus a bit of fun and games on the night as well. Um, details on tickets, etc. next week. But get yourself in that pre-sale uh, list and get yourself uh, a ticket um, for that event. Really looking forward to it in five weeks' time. Make sure you join us again on Sunday for the Sunday Sermon. But as always, there's only one way to end, and that is by casting our eye back to Tuesday night, where the Stags bounce back from two successive defeats to record a 1-0 victory away at Rochdale. And here's the tale of the tape told by Lee Wilson alongside myself from Mansfield 103.2. Two away games, two defeats on the spin, three more away games to come thanks to Saturday's postponement at home to Stevenage. Can the Stags bounce back tonight in the first of those three games on the road as they come here to the Crown Oil Arena to take on Rochdale? The Stags make four changes to the side which were beaten by Port Vale last Tuesday night. Elliot Hewitt, John Joe O'Toole, Matty Longstaff and Stephen Quinn come in. Farron Rawson, Ollie Clark, Kieran Wallace and George Lapsley drop out. Ollie Clark is not in the 18 tonight through injury. The Stags line up with Nathan Bishop in goal and then I think it'll be a back four of Elliot Hewitt, James Perch, John Joe O'Toole and Stephen McLaughlin. A midfield of Matty Longstaff, Ryan Sturk and Stephen Quinn with a front three of Reese Oates, Ollie Hawkins and Jamie Rochdale and James Ball win it but they give it away to Quinn 35 from goal central played wide for Oates onto the left of the box Oates will shoot yeah. towards goal but it's collected well by Jay Lynch wrong option there from Oates you know Mack has made a great run down the side of him he shouldn't just slipped him in there and he'd been running right in on goal it was, but it's good play from Marshall but wrong option from, from Reese Oates there so uh it's good from Mansell, you know, getting on the front foot, getting in behind him a couple of times, but uh, these are definitely playing on the counter and they're going to try and get it and hit us early over into the in behind the fullbacks. We'll come away down this near side again with Broadbent. Low ball into the centre of the park, looking to try and play in Campbell, trying to stretch it wide for O'Keefe, but a good block by McLaughlin. Sees Quinn come forward. Hawkins gets it in the centre circle to Murphy. Looks to Better. play in uh, Reese Oates down the left-hand side, and Oates has got it here to the left of the area. Oates inside the box, goes on to his right foot. Rochdale get players back. Oates squares it for Longstaff, who's got three and three. Now Murphy hits it. Oh. Just over the top of the bar from Jamie Murphy. 
Mansfield's first real sight of game and it was an excellent bit of build-up but Jamie Murphy just couldn't quite keep his effort on target no it was it was great play you know we got a, we got a bit lucky Mackie got a bit lucky but we won the ball great ball to Murphy and it's great vision to put it in behind and I know it's, you know, got into the box, get his pace, fed the ball back to Murphy, and oh, so unlucky, just bent it over the bar. It, uh, it, was, it was better from Mansfield, you know, when, when they move the ball like that, look like we can create chances. So, uh, come on, let's keep going, let's keep pressing, let's just stay switched on there, because I still think we're looking too vulnerable at times out of possession. 46 minutes of this game, goalless, and the ball is bowled out to uh, Ollie Hawkins now for the Stags. Looks to play it forward himself towards the left-hand side for Quinn. Gets it to Quinn, rolls it forward for Murphy. Driving forward is Jamie Murphy, cuts back in onto his uh, right foot. Looks to dink it across in theory for Oates. It's a good ball oh, taken down well by Oates. Torch. Needs to turn and shoot. Oh, it's a good save by the keeper. Turn behind for a, a Mansfield corner there, first of the night, and that's Mansfield's best attacking move by far. Yeah, that was a fantastic touch from uh, over his shoulder there Reese Oates and he turned and good save from the keeper and I think I've had a bit of brainwave I said 4-1-4-1 four, one, four, one, don't know they've actually gone 3-5 three, 3-5 three, five. Three, five, yeah, yeah I've got... <laughs> God I need to get my glasses on but great touch from you know but already we've, we've caused a problem it's a down by James Perch who turns up against the substitutes of Alex Newby he was a newbie to the pitch having been introduced just one minute ago the stakes yet to make any changes themselves and they will have uh, uh, throw over on that far side, in fact, no, it's going to be a free kick for a foul on Perch, which is taken quickly, dinked in behind. Oates gets it to the left of the box, tries to step through his man. Oates still has the ball at feet on the edge of the area, rolls it to Murphy. Now Oates oh. gets himself, pushed away by the keeper, and oh, Murphy slices it, his touch, he digs it back in oh. towards the middle, and the ball's gone out of play. And the, that's really the first time that Mansfield have caught uh, Lynch unaware. He palmed the ball away, it fell for Jamie Murphy, but he couldn't get the ball out of his feet. He just hacked at thin air. Was, that was some powerful shot the keeper's done really well there because that was travelling and uh, Murphy again he's, you know Murphy's been lacking quality again tonight for me and you know I've praised him a lot and again he's going in there and he's miskicked it but that's another opportunity for us you know and Reese out there great run used his strength used his pace held him off and it was a real powerful shot it's a good save in the end an opportunity now for them to come forward but O'Toole cuts it out on the halfway line O'Toole low ball down the right hand side for Reese Oates to the right of the area Oates great ball, ball great ball, ball. ball. No, great ball and it's Jordan Barry who scores away to our right hand side with five minutes to go all the Stags substitutes are off the bench and on their feet they pile on Nigel Clough as the Stags players over on that far side pile on Jordan Barry and Jordan Barry unlocks Rochdale with four to go Rochdale nil Mansfield Town 1 I told you I told you this would make I had a feeling for Jordan Barry today but O'Toole first time he's stopped and he's won the ball and he put a great ball in behind and finally we've got that quality across and he couldn't miss what a great it's a great goal you know a little bit of quality that's a, which they've not had and we've not had all game a little bit of quality great ball and it's a great finish from Bowery Rochdale coming forward down the right hand side as oh, six, six minutes shows up O'Keefe gets the ball in towards the Mansfield area Stags headed away but not far enough it's on the edge of the Mansfield box Mansfield force Rochdale back but every Stags player is in the Mansfield half and every Rochdale player is in there as well Defend. ball is on this near side with come Gerald on, Dawson come on, in comes the ball from deep Bishop Good. comes and punches it away at the expense of a throw on that far side Mansfield have got to concentrate with six 
minutes to go. Fans want that whistle blown. Hewitt heads the ball away. Mansfield needs to pick up the second ball. Punted back forward by Rochdale, but Hewitt washed it in the air. Heads it down and out of play for a throw. Referee Sebastian Stocksbridge looks at his watch, but he says there's seconds to go. I make that 36 as soon as this ball is thrown. That should be it. Rochdale nil, Mansfield one. Mansfield's trying to scamper away. Rochdale come forward. Wallace hands it away. Mansfield Town are back to winning ways. Courtesy of Jordan Barry, strike four minutes from time to turn home. Reese Oates' ball from the right hand side, and Nigel Clough and the Stags staff and substitutes all breathe a massive, massive sigh of relief. This could be a huge result if Mansfield Town are trying to turn things on their heads. So there you have it, that's the story of Tuesday night. Mansfield Town back to winning ways courtesy of Jordan Bowery's goal some six minutes from time. Will he get the starts that the fans are calling for tomorrow at Oldham? Will Jamie Murphy keep his place? Will Ollie Hawkins start up top or in defence? What will Nigel Clough do at the back? All questions which will be answered come three o'clock tomorrow. But the most important question of all answered by five o'clock is... Can Mansfield Town make it two from two and bring home another three points as they're on the road again? If you're going down to Boundary Park, make sure you're loud as always to back the Stags and cheer them on to another three points of support at Rochelle in midweek was fantastic. Let's hope it's the same again tomorrow. And of course, if you're not going to Boundary Park, make sure you're sat next to a radio set. Coverage starts at one with build-up from Jason Harrison. And then, of course... Lee Wilson back alongside me for full match commentary as the Stags take on relegation threatened Oldham. This is the show for the fans by the fans. We'll be back on Sunday with the Sunday Sermon. Thanks as always for getting involved tonight. Until then, enjoy your weekend, which hopefully sees the Stags bring home three points tomorrow. Good night. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.